Welcome to The Reconnection Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Shelton, international Akashic Records reader, spiritual teacher, writer, and blogger. On this podcast, I will provide you with channel teachings, tools, and support so you can embody your highest self, break through blocks, and tune in to your heart. I am here to guide you to reconnect and realign so you can grow and glow. If you are inspired by what you hear today, please leave a review of the show and share this episode on social media. Also, check out the Reconnection Social Group on Facebook. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, you sexy souls. Welcome back to Reconnection. I hope you're having a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious type of day going on. And before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know I do have a free workbook that is available that really is a guide to analyzing your triggers and going through your shadows and how they come up. And in this workbook, you get journal prompts and you have a self-assessment that you get to take to really begin to shift and make those changes in your life so that you're not feeling so down on yourself or full of self-doubt, but really begin to cultivate that confidence and cultivate that healing and inner awareness. So that will be linked in the show notes if you are interested for that free shadow shadow work workbook and let's dive into today's episode so I originally was going to release a different podcast episode today and something about it felt off it felt off it felt wrong and so I listened to my intuition I decided not to post it which I'm glad in retrospect looking at it because there's some things that I could have phrased better and other topics I could have talked about more eloquently and had more discussion around and you may potentially hear me talk about some of those topics covered in this episode as well but something big that I wanted to kind of talk about was this concept of death and you might be like oh my god this is kind of dark <laughs> it is 8 a.m where i am why is why are we talking about death y'all and uh, yeah but it, it's this ever presence thing that's consistently in our lives we all know that one day it will happen and for many people it can be the spark of fear the spark of despair depression etc and recently in my life i've known quite a few people to have passed away from either illness or addiction and it's this interesting dynamic that you begin to see play out it well not really a dynamic but it's this interesting view that, that you get to experience this realization that death or no longer being present on earth in this form in this body will one day occur just for you as it did for them that our lives are so short it's like a minutia and we have that opportunity to begin to tap into what it is that we want you get to realize all the things that we're worrying about are so silly are so ludicrous we get to lean into that possibility that we get to have everything we want it's ourselves that it's making these things so much more difficult to obtain we become attached to the outcomes we become attached to these people versus allowing yourselves to be so free in yourself and death is truly the only permanent 
semi-permanent, I'll say. I'll explain in a second. But only semi-permanent thing that we experience as humans. And I say semi-permanent because when we expand further, when we zoom out of our humanness, of our human scope, of our human perception, that we realize we are just a streamline of consciousness that is consistently fluctuating and we're consistently moving in this multidimensional timeline where we as humans can't even comprehend that level of awareness or that level of complexity because it is that way and we're just the easiest way to say it is we're the streamline of consciousness that is consistently moving and having experiences through different bodies through different vessels and taking that information cultivating it and learning and growing as a soul from it that is purely my perspective you may have a different one as well and all perspectives are valid and they deserve to be discussed but that's just my feeling of it that we are this streamline of consciousness consistently having different experiences and our soul is growing from it and we come from different places our soul is just this cosmic ball of energy that yeah just has so many different experiences and especially since i am an akashic records reader and in readings i've had past other people's loved ones come through and doing things like that i'm not a medium by any means but sometimes you have other people who have crossed over come through readings and give messages and working with them and so i have this different perspective on this viewpoint than maybe say someone who is a christian or is a muslim and things of that nature and so it's just an interesting scope of thing because it really puts things in perspective and ironically like a year ago i did the death meditation with jade electra and in this meditation i won't give it all away because i think it's so profound and each ex i each experience is very unique but in this meditation you pretty much imagine what it would be like to say goodbye to you the people in your life, the people you most care about, what would you say, what, have, what would you have done differently so that you would be able to look at yourself and recognize what in my life am I still playing by these old rules? What in my life am I doing things that are not supporting me but I'm doing them because another person said I should or because so-and-so said I did and it really gives you the opportunity to look in the mirror or in this case you were looking into the eyes of another person and see what it is that I can change what it is that's no longer in alignment with me and what am I trying to force or what am I doing that's not really for me and so you're having this mini death you're saying goodbye for that second and you're kind of like emotionally going through it emotionally experiencing it and by doing that, you're able to gain clarity on what you can do, what you can move forward within your life, what's important to you, and whatnot. And so that is an option if you haven't ever experienced anyone pass away. But when it comes to this, you have it on this level. We kind of get so sucked into our ball, sucked into what's working, what's not working. And again, we get attached to that outcome. We get attached to what it would be like if we had this and when we become so attached to an outcome we forget we kind of look at it for this reassurance we look at it for 
oh, if I get this, something else will happen. I'll finally feel good. I'll finally feel successful. I'll finally feel X, Y, and Z. And just recognizing when we're so attached to the outcome, we're misaligning our energy. We're not allowing ourselves to enjoy this moment, enjoy this life. And that's why I speak about purpose so much because it's really a spiritual hijacked thought where we have to feel like we have to find it, we have to do it, we have to cultivate it, whatever it may be. When in reality, it's just living, you're being in this body, being the simple expression, experiencing it through this lens and through this scope. It's not much more <laughs> difficult than that. You don't have to search for it. And it's really just coming into yourself. And as, you know, as we look into politics, which is something that's very fascinating to me, I love this topic. I love looking at the history of things. I've been really spending time researching history lately and listening to lectures and podcasts and reading books about different policies and politics. And I know that can sound really like a snooze fest for some people, but it's just so fascinating to me. And I love to learn and love to learn about these things. And so I've been cultivating this inner passion instead of cultivating you know, my desired outcome or called manifesting in that way. Instead, I'm choosing to live through passion. What is my, what is feeling good for me right now? What is feeling and lighting me up? Because we make manifesting so difficult. We really do. When the reality is we're consistently manifesting on a minute by second hourly basis. Because the universe is consistently responding to us. It's consistently saying, oh, okay, you're vibing high. Ooh, girl. Okay. Ooh, human. And it responds to that. It responds to you at every second. And we have this kind of energetic set point or energetic standard that we kind of vibrate on. So if you have emotions and they fluctuate, it's really not going to change it that much unless you're like consistently going downhill in emotions or consistently going uphill and setting a new standard for yourself. And so we're constantly vibrating at this one energetic set point. And once we begin to... So we're consistently manifesting from that place. So if we believe that money's hard to come by, you'll never be in love... You'll never have the job you love and blah, 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 whatever it may be. That's your energetic step point. That's what you were choosing to receive. So once you decide that, oh, no, I want more than this. I want to have a better life. I want to attract a really amazing, healthy relationship. Oh, I want to have an amazing community of people around me. I want to live, blah, 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 whatever it may be. You have to begin to take those actions and create a new step point. And that begins looking at those limiting beliefs. That begins creating a new energy for you to live in and you believing it's possible you believing it's already happened and then you begin to move upwards into that set point you begin to create it that way and so we're consistently manifesting all of the time and and i had this realization the other day i went to the lake i live near a lake and 
it was the sunset all the colors were out it was just beautiful and i just had this moment where i was just like crying and i re <laughs> well i wasn't full like crying but i was like tears in my eyes i was just like feeling so joyous and so satisfied in myself and in my body and i had this realization that everything is so simple everything is so simple what we zoom in onto our problems we zoom in onto our desired outcomes and our desired focus and when you zoom out of it and when you begin to cultivate that passion cultivating that joy every single moment of your life cultivating that pleasure then you begin to open yourself up to a wider possibility of experiences of opportunities of just feeling good in yourself good in your soul good in your body and i think one of the main takeaways of being alive at least for me in this lifetime is just letting go and letting god and that you can say letting go and letting the universe letting go letting source letting go letting the angels you know what i mean but letting go and just letting it happen and just feeling joyful creating that pleasure creating that expansive experience and something else i want to mention is sometimes when we talk about limiting beliefs or doing shadow work or things of that nature it's all it's consistently kind of presuming that there's always a problem and for me when i first did shadow work it was this very powerful experience however it tra began to tip over into me consistently looking for a problem looking for something that was not right or something that was in my subconscious field that was somehow negatively affecting what I wanted to bring into this life my manifestations whatever it may be and so I was consistently looking out for all those negative things I was looking out for okay I was looking out for the solution to why I wasn't creating something I was looking for the solution why I wasn't manifesting whatever it may be and so like it was like a year ago where I first had this realization when I joined like a, a course I did a while ago, like a year ago I did. And I had this realization I was consistently looking for that negativity. Because I thought if I looked for every little subconscious belief, if I looked for every little tiny thing, then I would be a perfect manifester. All these beautiful things are coming for me. And the reality is that's not always the case. It's not always the case. You have to have that full combination of mind, energy, and soul, and body, all of those things, and coming together. And this leads me into this next topic I've wanted to discuss, which... Well, first, let me break this down. I've been noticing a lot in media these buzzwords going around, around unity, around healing, and soul. And I notice that a lot of these buzzwords are very big in the spiritual community and a lot of people are being drawn to them. And a lot of these words could be taken out of context or they can be made to fit into a certain narrative or to a certain ideology of what it means. And for example, one point of that is that unity, this idea of unity, of coming together, of coming to one within your soul, this oneness, is kind of being 
treated as unity if you come together but only with my side but only with my truth but only with my experience versus true unity is each person or each thing is whole within themselves and by being so whole in yourself other people don't affect you into that negative space you allow other opinions you allow different thoughts you entertain them you have conversation coming together means collaborating but you cannot collaborate if you expect conformity if you expect someone else to bend to your ideals or someone else to finally agree with you because that will never happen each of us has such a unique perspective on the world and on our views and all these things because they are made and built from so many different things like our environment or how our parents are caregivers the school we went to or schools where we lived so on and so forth so we have all these different perspectives coming together and there's this interesting dichotomy where there is two sides to to the coin and they're expecting you to fit into one or the other and one of them is the good side and one of them is the bad side and I think there's this emergence of people who are sick of playing into this manipulative game and the manip manipulation that's going on on both sides you got the QAnon groups here in the u.s you have the antifa you have the crazy leftists and marxist and whatnot and you have this bridge coming in between the center of people who just want honesty people who want truth people who want personal responsibility and all of these different things i mean there's so many words to describe this center and it's hard to describe it because there's so many different varying degrees of it but it's emerging and it's going to continue to emerge and right now i'm getting this image of like a light matchbox and inside this matchbox there's so many different you know matches <laughs> that you can choose from and all it takes is one flame in order to create a fire in order to create change and it starts from ourselves and you know we say living whole living whole within ourselves will change the world and i fully believe in that statement but it's interesting how i've noticed it being played out again it's this manipulative behavior whether people realize it or not or maybe it's even a subconscious thing or maybe we're even being manipulated by larger governments or things to believe that we're being manipulated by it so much that i am whole because i'm doing I'm doing all these XY things. I'm doing all these things. I support all these causes. I'm super woke. <laughs> and so we kind of have this higher, we believe we have this higher ground. We have this higher standing. And so instead of feeling whole within ourselves, we point this finger saying they need to do it. They need to do this work. They need to see what I see. They need to see what I see versus allowing other people to come to this process when they need to and recognizing that if you're still pointing the figure, if you're still asking for other people to get more woke or to get more things, you still have work to do within yourself.
you still have that work to do within yourself that is calling you into a higher place. And it's so interesting to watch how our culture's obsession with identity and what race, what gender, sex, gender is, I feel like gender means nothing anymore. I really feel like it means nothing. And it's this very interesting thing. Pronouns make zero sense to me. I've learned all you can about pronouns. I don't need someone lecturing me about them. They just make zero sense to me. Like, who cares if you identify as they? Like, just say you're a freaking human. You know what I mean? It it doesn't make any sense to me. But but as a culture, we've become so obsessed with this idea of our identity. And we've cultivated it to this point that if anyone disagrees with you, it's almost like it's seen as this attack on our identity. And instead of coming out as a person or having this well-rounded balance of who you are, your ideas, it's almost like you have to cherry pick those identity factors, those characteristics, those aspects of yourself, and you have to blatantly place them out. And they are the forefront of who you are. And you see a lot of people making decisions about this. And this is going to be a very touchy subject. I completely recognize this. And this is one of the things I was talking about that I felt like I could word better in my previous podcast. But I'm going to try to word it as best as I can. Please know I'm not meaning to offend anyone. I'm just trying to get my point across clearly on our obsession with identity in 2020, 2021, probably going forward. Because it's almost like this characteristic, this identity thing is more important than who you are as a whole. Your achievements, your knowledge, your intellect, your your success rate, or your teachings, or what you've learned, that characteristic is more important. So we're going to place that characteristic somewhere. We're going to have a higher ranking of it versus I really align with you. I, I fit with my values with you. And it feels like this identity has almost acted as this way to create meaning in your life. Okay, that wasn't as controversial <laughs> as I said it, but the last time I did it was kind of controversial. But but we've kind of used this identity, these characteristics about ourselves to give our life meaning. To give it a purpose. And it's so weird to watch it because I myself, I am multidimensional. I have so many aspects to myself. I'm consistently learning. I'm consistently fluctuating on what I like, what I do, what I do, all these things. And you can attribute it to my personality or different characteristics that I have or my environment I grew up in, whatever it may be. But I have all these different things. And I'm not going to label myself. It's just one thing. Because when you label something, you begin to limit it. You begin to limit what you are possible for or what you allow yourself to experience or allow yourself to believe you begin to put a limit on it and I think especially with the younger generations I think there's like this newfound gross 
obsession with it and with needing to say you are a cis white female (laughs) who identifies as she her so on and so forth and it has it's come less about the people and more about the identity and it's just it's very interesting to watch it come by and one of the examples now this is where I might get controversial one of the examples that I want to bring up is recently a trans woman was nominated for like the health sector job in the U.S. government on like the highest level and how they framed it really kind of pissed me off is because the first trans person does this and why is our importance put on that identity factor and why is it not put on that person and put on their achievements and why is that identity factor that characteristic that thing why is that not second they're amazing at their job oh and they happen to be trans oh and they happen to be x y and z why are we so obsessed with that identity factor and i've done some research on it i haven't found any conclusions that feel right or feel correct and a lot of them are very heavily biased that I have read and when I say biased they're very left-leaning. I did find one study that criticized both communities and had a very kind of a more neutral balance but it felt like there was a piece missing so (laughs) my search continues but I really feel like it's trying to create purpose in this life and without realizing that our purpose is to be ourselves and i'm going to bring this topic up again because we are this streamline of consciousness we are this streamline of consciousness that has so many different experiences we've come to experience so many different things and maybe you do have a purpose wrapped in that and that purpose is to be your light be yourself share your gifts that you have share your talents that you've cultivated over many lifetimes and do that it doesn't have to be more complicated than all of this and so when we look at freedom another buzzword in itself when we look at this freedom and this ideology of it to me it's this freedom of being so fully expressed in yourself And being free or having freedom is certainly not for the weak-hearted or the people who are afraid to show up or to speak up. Because I will be honest with you, I've spoken up quite a bit. There's a lot of people who don't like what I say. And there's a lot of people who maybe like what I say or agree. And there's some people who might be in the middle of the road. And that's okay. (laughs) That's always okay, you totally respect everyone and where they are right now in this lifetime but this freedom it keeps coming up because as we move into more marxist and socialist ideologies that have been indoctrinated from in to us from the time we were in college if you went and in high school and social media and media it's become this idea that this is what freedom looks like is having your government take care of you or having all these different 
subsidies or subsidized activities and having your government kind of be your daddy or your mommy <laughs> and or your caretaker, really. And a lot of these policies, they sound so good, you know, they sound so nice. They sound like, oh, this is going to help so many communities. But when you look back, when you move past the illusion, look actually into the history of how these things have played out. They don't play out well at all. And one of the lectures I have recently listened to was by Jordan Peterson. And he spoke of the gulags. And I highly, highly, highly recommend looking it up. It's like two hours on, it's on YouTube. It's about two hours long. I just listened to it when I was doing some work the other day and I was just fascinated by this topic and how these socialist policies and these manipulate manipulative tactics that they used then are still being used today and their frame and how they're framing it is so very similar to what we're seeing here in the US you might be seeing similar things in your town or your country that you live in and based on these manipulative tactics and it's just so very interesting to watch how they play out but i highly please 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 <laughs> do your research on socialism on marxism because it just doesn't work it doesn't work and a lot of people get mad when i say that but it doesn't work and we're clinging to an idea rather than clinging to facts and truth and substantiality and so when we look at this from the lens of freedom it's not for those people who for, are faint-hearted or do not want to take that responsibility for themselves or do not want to have to push themselves out of their comfort zones or push themselves to learn or be disciplined in their life and as I always say, there's nuances to every, situ every situation. I say that as a disclaimer. But freedom is really that free expression in yourself, that free embodiment of who you are. And when you are in that free embodiment of yourself, you're not easily triggered. You allow money to come in. You allow love to come in. You allow yourself to have this balance between receiving and doing and you take responsibility, you take accountability for your actions and for yourself, you give to your community, you help out. And this, when we have this freedom, whether that be financially or within ourselves or in love or whatever it may be, I think it's all a <laughs> com compounded thing that comes together. But it's very interesting to watch play out because so many people are ready to give it up, ready to give up that idea of it in hopes that something else will take care of it or the, I won't say it, but it's very interesting to watch it play out because our freedom, it, it takes responsibility. It takes responsibility. And it only happens if you're willing to do the work or willing to show up in that way, willing to have a new reality. Because if you look at people who are successful in all areas of their life, who are truly, truly free, 
in how they show up, how they be, how they are with money, how they are in relationships, how they are in their community. They're a power force. And they had to be disciplined with what they wanted to go. They had to remove, release all of those thoughts, all of those things that weren't aligning with them. And so it can trigger people, it can make people feel small and feel into themselves and contract because they believe that that is wrong or they see it and they say, and they place all these different labels on it. Like you can't, one of the things that annoys me the most <laughs> is when people consistently blame everything on the freaking patriarchy. It's like, honey, it's 2020, 2021 now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'll just leave it at, <laughs> but it's, I don't know. It's freedom is definitely something that you have to work at, you have to do it because once you are so free in yourself, once you begin to take those steps and really embody what that means to you and maybe that means traveling, maybe that means all these other things, once you be able to be so free in that, you just become this beacon of light and even if you begin chipping away at those limiting beliefs or chipping away at all those things that don't serve you you're creating that light so it begins to magnify and it begins to grow in power and so as we're seeing all this spiritual warfare going on on the planet and seeing all these psycho oh my god i can't speak all these psychological warfare and all these manipulation tactics and all of that compounding together and all this darkness you when you become so free in yourself become so that you have this peace you have this inner knowing you have this satisfaction you have this just groundedness energy and when you have that it cultivates and it lights up the room it lights up the people lights up everywhere around you it changes the frequency of the planet it changes the frequency of who you are and where you're going and so it, all it takes again is that one person to light that flame that one person to say, I want to change things, I want things to go a different way. And when they begin to cultivate that within themselves, it happens. And you don't need every person on this planet to wake up because not every person on this planet is going to quote unquote wake up or whatever that means in your definition of that. And I think it's important to be aware of that because sometimes when we think of it's the great awakening not every single person is going to wake up that's not a part of their mission that's not a part of their plan however this great awakening is really if we want to look at it and simplify it on the collective level it's beginning to have this union of your soul of your mind and your body coming together and unifying in that way and so we're seeing i really think we're seeing these words of unification of the soul of our nation, the soul of these things, the healing going on. I feel like those words are being manipulated and put in certain demographics so that we believe we're on the right side or we believe we're doing all these things. And the reality is it comes from within. It comes from that simple act, that simple choice, just that choice alone of deciding to do things different, that choice alone to connect with yourself instead of binging out on tv or 
whatever it may be for you, but it coming back to that self, unifying with your soul and just taking that one step because that one step leads to massive greatness. You might fall, you might have to pick yourself back up, you might have to re-believe in yourself and come back over and over and over again. But once you come back over and again, it begins to become easier. That path begins to open, the path begins to move forward and you begin to have a new way out. You begin to see things from a new point of view. You begin to see things from this new light because we are this just amazing, amazing beings that have so much potential, that have so much power within them, but we've forgotten it. We've forgotten it. And we linger in these shadows. We linger into those dark energies. And I think that that's the real revolution. That real revolution is removing that illusion and seeing that we are so much more powerful than we can ever imagine. And so I'm going to leave this <laughs> at that. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Reconnection. And if you want that free shadow workbook to work f- <laughs> do work through whenever you have triggers come up on the daily or if you just even want to receive some of those journal prompts to go over any limiting beliefs that may come up for you whenever you're thinking about manifesting something of that nature. All of that will be linked in the show notes. And until next time, you sexy ass souls. Peace out. That is it for today's episode. If you listen and like the Reconnection podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. It helps more people find the show. And you can also find me on Instagram at I am Elizabeth Shelton or visit my website, I am Elizabeth Shelton.com for more free resources, courses, and readings. Until next time, you sexy soul. Bye.